When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Playing With Squirrels podcast, a Boy Meets World retrospective. I am sitting down with a first-time guest on the podcast, Matt DeStefano of the Band Cassettes. First time, long time. Oh, thank you, thank you. First time, uh, long time guest, right? <laughs> that makes sense. That works. So, obviously, before we dive into this episode, let's talk about Cassettes, because Cassettes has an album coming out, and we're going to talk about them being in a band. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, we do have a new album coming out. Uh, we recorded it earlier this year. Um, we recorded it with um, Ace Enders and Nick Brzezzi at the Lumberyard in Hamilton, New Jersey. Um had a really good time making it. Um, Vince Raddy mixed it, who's mixed a bunch of really cool records, um, especially recently. So we're fortunate to have him um, on board to mix it. And yeah, it's going to be... When is this going to come out? I feel like that's a that's a podcast thing to say. <laughs> uh, this is going to come out on Sunday. Okay, perfect. So um, we're going to be putting out the first song from that in just a couple weeks um, on... November 26th, Monday, November 26th. So like when you're recovering from your turkey hangover weekend and you're, you know, taking advantage of all those Cyber Monday deals, then you'll have a uh, a soundtrack for that. So yeah, we're going to put the first song out then. And then the whole album is going to be out in tentatively. We don't have an exact date yet, but it's um, very likely it's going to be like mid to late January. You will have a soundtrack for your Cyber Monday shopping so long as your definition of a soundtrack is the same song over and over again. Yeah, Uh, that counts. (laughs) I have enough faith in that song that people are going to use listen to it all day while they're doing all of their shopping. Well, I mean, it's one more song than the exits had. So let's jump into probably... So when I talk about Boy Meets World, I usually am like, yeah, the first two seasons aren't that great but man the episode where Corey and sean form a band is great is this season two this is season two yeah this is still early on um man there's some good moments in this episode for it's sure great. right out the gate adam scott cameo yeah that's i have i have a note <laughs> is that adam scott question mark because <laughs> this dream that i watched was super blurry <laughs> and I, I couldn't make it out for sure. And then also below that, it says, if so, did Adam Scott play two roles? Question mark. He did. So I have my note is, is that Adam Scott question mark exclamation point? Because I was excited yeah. that it might yeah, be Adam yeah. Scott. And then I consulted the IMDB to confirm that. Yeah. Before he played Griff, the bully, yes. he played a random senior in this episode. Yeah. The like the Harvey Kiner uh, replacement. <laughs> yeah. 
Or Harley, Harley Kiner. Harley, Harvey, it's all the same. You should already kick me off. (laughs) Uh, So the episode actually kicks off, not with Adam Scott, but Corey unsuccessfully asking out as many girls as possible to the dance, which I'm embarrassed to write, I've been there. Like, I, I, uh, I think it was my seventh grade dance. I just kept trying like I just and it just like kept being eventually. Yeah, except there was always a no. There was always a no. I, I should have gotten a guitar case and it would have saved things. But in this situation, yeah. I just went stag after I think it was like 23 girls said no. Oh, good Lord. But I feel like after 10, the other girls have talked and they're like, I, I think he just wants a date. Just say no. Damn, it's like funny at that point. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like at the time I was heartbroken, uh, you know, 20 years removed. It's just kind of funny now. Yeah. Um, But I had been in some bands in my days and like the immediate like girls being a groupie thing. That never that never really played out to me. I feel like this is definitely a Boy Meets World fabrication unless <laughs> did you have like this weird like girls didn't pay attention to me and then I had a guitar and now I was the cool kid? No, no, I did not have that at all. I had a guitar and I mean, I don't think that I was uncool, but it wasn't some like magic wand. I also have a <laughs> note. <laughs> well, there's two notes. It, they're spread out a little bit. I don't know exactly what they reference, but I have one note that says, how dumb are these girls? And then a few notes down, it says, seriously, how dumb are these girls? <laughs> uh, I think the seriously, how dumb are these girls one comes in. I'm going to guess when the guys come to get their guitar back and they're like, oh, my God, you've got roadies. No, I think that's the first one. The, the- <laughs> The later one is after Alan Matthews, but okay. Then wanna, yeah, it's I separated. Double back real quick before we get too far into this. Um, what is Adam Scott wearing? It's not. <laughs> it, he looks like he's. It says it's before I could figure out who it was. It, it says fashion vest dude from another time. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's this thing with Boy Meets World where, I mean, this episode. Let's see, this episode Band on the Run aired on November 11th, 1994. Yeah. Um, and that, that to me is a very early or late eighties outfit that he's rocking in the grunge yeah. era. Right, 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 right. Yeah. It doesn't fit. <laughs> no, he's dressed like one of the rappers in teen, Witch more than he's dressed like someone who'd be playing <laughs> rock music in 1994. Yeah. Uh, so there yeah there's all this stuff and then he's just gone like he must have really wowed a bunch of people on set that day because then they gave him like a three episode story arc later on in this season but we jump like you said to the amy allen storyline where Corey Corey busts out the guitar and it makes allen remember the good old days (laughs) and uh it the only quote that i directly wrote down in my notes is he goes friendships like that last a lifetime i wonder if they're still alive (laughs) Uh, and yeah. that leads to him calling his old bandmates. And I also have a note that says, how did the drummer die? <laughs> <laughs> the drummer died. I also wrote, am I going to be Alan Matthews? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of worried at this point. Like, <laughs> it, will I be that dude that's like rem- telling, telling my kids, like, I used to be in a band and it was, we were really cool and blah, blah, blah. But like, I'll have... It seems like their band was like a cover band and there wasn't anything concrete that he could be like, here's our band's music that you can check out. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's going to take you a lot further. But I also feel like if you're showing your kids your music from like 10, 15 years ago, they're going to be like, this isn't dubstep. Like, what is this? If or whatatever is popular. Music I made, like, if I show the music <laughs> I made 10 to 15 years ago, it would be embarrassing for everyone. Yeah. I still have some of them. <laughs> it's not, it's not good. No, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, the team Goldie, the team Goldie stuff is good, but the, the previous, the prior to team Goldie, MC Goldie Wilson stuff probably is better left forgotten. <laughs> no, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, so the, now Corey and Sean are just wandering around school with guitar cases. Corey has an egg salad sandwich inside of his. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it just like you said, the girls are just so dumb. Like they're just like the girls are really dumb. Also, I'm there's a I have a this brought up a lot of questions I never thought about the show. Like where they live in Philadelphia, correct? Yes. Like where exactly? I can't I can't so, figure it out. So here's the weird thing: we did an episode. It was episode six with our our friend Tommy Avalone. Yeah. Uh, the Halloween episode, there's a point where Feeney says uh, that the wolf escaped from the Philly Zoo, and Corey says, well, how would it get all the way out here in the burbs? Oh, okay. But, like, it's the only time that they've ever referred to them living in the burbs. Mm-hmm. Every other time, it's we're in the we're in the heartland of Philly. <laughs> like, we are in the dead center of Philly. But the burbs makes way more sense for the Matthews house. No, totally. And also, I have a note that says... Nice house for a grocer. Like, yeah. <laughs> the grocery store, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's a very that is an inc- <laughs> That is a really... Because they don't really say what Amy does. As far as I can tell, Amy's a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. That seems yeah. to be the case. I never thought about that, but yeah. More impressive than that being a house supposedly in the city is that that's on a grocery grocer's salary. Uh, I was a little confused by the fact that the band playing the dance was called the Demon Seeds, which seemed yeah, a little aggressive. I, I wrote <laughs> something that was similar. I also, I, I I don't know about you, but at any school dance I have ever been to, there's literally never been live music. No, and I feel like every teen flick that I've ever watched has told me that there should be. Yeah, it's like Smash Mouth's going to play or <laughs> like, or whatever. Yeah, uh, Letters to Cleo is going to be up there featuring yeah. Save Ferris. Like, it's always someone really dope. That's why I love um, I love the prom scene in the first American Pie, because I even talk about that on the commentary track, that uh, he's like, every teen flick that we had seen up until this point, the, the prom's being played by some, like, major record label band, yeah. and we were like, now, if you have a band playing your prom, it's like a trash cover band made up of dudes in their 40s in costumes. It's the Demon Seeds. <laughs> yeah, it's the Demon Seeds. That's who plays your school prom. Uh, or Jojo Man and Brother B, which we'll get back to later. <laughs> which is actually so good. That's <laughs> it's a very good running joke in the episode. Uh, the... Uh, the Probably the part that gets one of the bigger laughs out of me, uh, and I didn't write out the full dialogue... But when Corey and Sean are sitting at Chubby's trying to figure out how to deal with the fact that they've been booked for the dance. Mm-hmm. And Corey says, like, we got to come up with a plan. And Sean's just like, I'm in. Yeah. He's like, yeah. in what? And he's like, the plan. <laughs> and like, well, it's very strange. Throughout the uh, the seasons of Boy Meets World, Sean just 
very super, super gradually gets more intelligent, and Eric does the reverse of that. Yeah, there has to be. I'm waiting for the moment. Probably in, I, I'm going to guess the next season. There's got to be a moment where this, the full transition happens, mm-hmm. and I'm waiting to see if there's an episode that explains it. Or if we're just supposed to accept it. Like he gets hit on the head or something? <laughs> something. Or like they bump into each other and have a Freaky Friday situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, now, I actually remembered this episode being like a full-out monkeys reunion. But yeah. I'm wrong. It's just the one dude from the monkeys. There's a later episode, though, where they definitely have all of the monkeys performing on Boy Meets World. Yeah, so it is, it's Mickey Dolans from the monkeys who, side note... Went to a Phillies game on Fourth of July weekend this year, and he came out out of nowhere and sung the national anthem in a very operatic style. It was super interesting. <laughs> um, I, I'm sure that's online somewhere, and I'm going yeah, to be looking yeah, it up yeah, when I edit this in a week. <laughs> you can find it. Um, also, Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick was in Alan Matthews' band too. I was. I thought that that's who that. I'm like yeah. that guy looks real familiar too. So it's like. <laughs> It's Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick, Mickey Dolan's from The Monkees, and some other guy. It was like yeah. they, they they had someone booked to be like, oh, it's funny because all of his ex-bandmates are these famous musicians. And then that person just didn't show up. And they're like, here's the guy from catering that's just going to jump in. <laughs> and that's because especially when you're scrolling on the IMDb page, there's two names that have headshots and then just – one of those little like here's a drawing of a bald man to represent that this is a, <laughs> a guy that doesn't have a headshot on our yeah. on our page yet. Um, everyone ends up being really talented in the band except for Alan, which uh, he later finds out through Amy has always been the case. But also they, I <laughs> the so my notes are very interesting. My note says so. Wait, they were a band of all guitar players. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. That's not insane to think about, though, because if you're thinking about the 60s, like, wasn't, like, Crosby, Nash, Styles, and Young, like, just four Style? guitar players? I don't know. I don't, can't remember their full name. That's a long-ass name. Stills? Stills. Stills. <laughs> you're, you're just uh, unfocused. You would you want to be watching uh, WWE right now. Uh, well, st- I was, I guess that makes sense. I was going to say, or Teen Wolf, but... Oh, yeah, that's too. I also... <laughs> All of those guys who are in his band are very difficult guests to have at the house. They all have very strange requests for (laughs) for drinks. They can't just be accommodating and say like, oh, yeah, I will have a beer. Thank you. (laughs) And they're sharing just like cliche television old man stories or the ones talking about the grave plots that he's purchased and (laughs) And yeah. the the dude from the monkeys is just like I keep pretending that I'm eating fat free foods while my wife eats celery. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, we go back to the school now that Alan's hopes and dreams have been shattered. Uh, we get to watch Corey and Sean's hopes and dreams get shattered also, uh, as Corey tries to win over the school dance by performing the name the name game. Also, uh, it's it seems like from the poster on the wall that it's a Thanksgiving dance. I mean, this would be coming out around the time of Thanksgiving, but yeah, I don't ever recall Thanksgiving dance being a thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you were just having a a random dance in November, why not call it the Thanksgiving dance? But yeah. Well, and then also before you get to the name game, they have they've hired these guys. Well, we didn't even get into all the people that try out for this band. All this. Oh, that's true. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Let's talk about weirdos. 
Yeah, there's the one dude who just has drumsticks and no drum. Yeah, and he just plays <laughs> all over the house. <laughs> like, where did they find these people? But the they have this, they pay or they don't pay, which is the issue. They have this band that's showing up to play and is going to back them up. And they're just going to look really cool playing their instruments or like pretending to play their instruments. And the band shows up. And they're like, so what's this gig pay? And they're like, oh, we're not getting paid. They're like, okay, we're going to go play somewhere else. Like, and then, <laughs> so I'm just, these notes are making me laugh because I haven't, I watched this maybe like two weeks ago. So these all have not been in my, uh, <laughs> in my brain. It says, what band shows up at a gig not knowing if they're getting paid? And then it says, every band I've ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a, there's a nice, um, kind of, so this episode has a couple like, not like callbacks in the sense of like a joke leading to a punchline, mm-hmm. but they they say, "Oh, we're not getting paid." Okay, well, we got a paid gig at the Oyster Club, and then they leave. Right. And then near the end of the episode, everyone's gone except for Topanga, yes. and Corey's like, "Where is everybody?" And she says, "Oh, they're at the Oyster Club." Yeah. And it's it's not like I don't think a punchline, but it's just like, all right, well, kudos to Boy Meets World for keeping some type of consistency in like. Also, Not just being like, oh, they went to Chubby's. Yeah, like, and is is the Oyster House like a bar for seventh graders? I get. Hey, I've always wanted a bar for seventh graders ever well, since that, I saw Buffy. Like, is that does that exist in Buffy? I'm not. I'm very unfamiliar with Buffy. Oh uh, well, so throughout the like the first three seasons of Buffy, they're in high school, but there's some type of weird like high school bar that doesn't serve alcohol, but there's always live music playing. And that was for the first couple seasons of uh, Buffy. It was a way to get like up and coming artists on on you know the WB. I feel like that happens they, on a lot of shows. Yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, Nerf Herders playing at, at the bar," <laughs> and then like they just show up and Nerf Herders up on stage playing, and you're like, "All right, cool. Maybe I'll buy that self titled album by this band now." Yeah. Oh well, and it would be a good purchase because they're a good band. But so that's a band. Um, Someone, Sean in our band and Jim in our band really like that band. And they told me, they're like, oh, check out this band. So I go on Spotify and I'm listening to some of their songs. And I feel like that's an example of a band that if you did not get into them at a certain time, it's just that time has passed and you will never get into them. That's probably true. I couldn't couldn't wrap (laughs) my head around it. Who did I see them open for? They they opened for someone and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, no, I... It was uh, the week after I left L.A. They were playing with the Mr. T experience in L.A. Yeah. And I was like, that's that's like the most appropriate lineup humanly possible, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> my favorite part about them doing this name game and no one's really into it uh, is that they're getting all ready for uh, for Feeney to give them this big speech. And he just laughs in their face and then walks away. <laughs> it's like such an anti Mr. Feeney scene. And I love it. Yes. I wrote Mr. Feeney is the best. At the <laughs> uh, but there is a the cute moment where Topanga is the only one that stays. And there's a little bit more of an hinting of what will be happening in the yeah. near future. And then without competition to me, the greatest joke in the episode, they put on the Jojo man and brother B <laughs> cassette tape. And to this day, my brother and I will still go George Feeney because we love the way that he yells his name on the cassette tape. Uh, for those who've never seen the episode on the cassette tape, it's live from some cruise ship. And they say, 
hey, you with the mustache, what's your name? And then you just hear it's Feeny in the background, and then they start singing the name game. Do you, uh, on this show, do you regularly drop in little audio clips? Because if if so, that is a prime prime time to do it. Every once in a while, I'll drop uh, one at the very end of the episode, and I'm pretty sure that's happening that's at the end of this episode. Um, oh, it's so good. I have some stuff <laughs> that we skipped over that I thought was very interesting. Um, All right, let's tackle it. <laughs> so they have, they're not getting paid for this, but they apparently have a rider because they have all of, they have like the crudite and all this stuff in the back. <laughs> so I said, how do they have a rider and no pay? And then I wrote, they have a rider strong also. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that joke shouldn't have made me laugh as much as that just <laughs> did, but it's it's a good one. Congrats. And then also, they had guitars. Did they spend money on these guitars? Also, one of them is a Flying V, which yeah. I'm pretty sure was not a cool guitar at the time. Yeah, no, Sean definitely has the Flying V, and yeah, that feels like, again, very 80s. The first two seasons of Boy Meets World are definitely people in their late 30s trying to write what, like, high school kids think are cool yeah and they also this is it's a very interesting show because of how drastically all of the characters change like if you look we're talking about eric and we're talking about sean also like eric just picks up the guitar and shreds at the end of the episode and i'm 99 percent sure he must be like autistic or something <laughs> it's just it's just i don't know i can't figure it out um but so he changes, Sean changes, and then Topanga changes so drastically from season one to season two. No, I agree. And I will say, though, uh, I want to defend uh, Eric Matthews' uh, Will Friedle <laughs> here because, well, no, just because all things considered, I thought that uh, Will did a, a pretty decent uh, fake guitar playing for what the yes. notes were that were coming out of it. Like You're right, and that's... That is a huge pet peeve of mine when <laughs> I, someone's playing something and the person that's pantomiming it is just sliding their hand up and down the fretboard and it's just staying on like one chord, whatever the recording is. Yeah, <laughs> like it's uh, the worst, I think, because sometimes the guitar stuff is like pretty bad. Mm -hmm. But man, I hate when I'm watching a movie or TV show and the drummer isn't even remotely <laughs> in like time with what's going on in the drums. Yeah. Like that, that's a pet peeve of mine for sure. Uh, which is why I love Joseph and the Pussycats so much because they nailed it yeah. on that, on that pantomiming. That, that thing you do. <laughs> yeah, well. it's another good one. Yeah. <laughs> you had a shirt made for that movie at one point. I did. I actually very recently, um, had a, there's this guy called, what's his name? His name's Dan Polidorus. And, he has a website and Instagram and all this stuff called Death by Toys and makes custom action figures. So I had him make a custom uh, Tom Hanks from that thing you do action figure. It is very cool. <laughs> very, very cool. Yeah. It's, the coolest, uh, it's, it's the coolest thing that I own. <laughs> uh, I just purchased the coolest thing that I own last week. So uh, let's hear it. Let's hear about it. Uh, I was at a convention and someone was selling a uh, cus custom statue set of um, the statues from Beetlejuice, like the big, like random claw one and the ball yeah. attached to a square one. So I have those sitting at my desk now. <laughs> oh, that's very neat. Yeah, it was a set. The the two together for thirty five. I was like, that's a good deal. I'm going to buy that. Steal it twice the price. 
Yes, exactly. Uh, so where can people go? Uh, obviously, they have to wait until the 26th. Sure. Um, also, I'm going <laughs> to get one last thing in about this show. <laughs> oh, sure. Go for it. These every actor on this show has aged insanely well. It is. Yes. Mind blowing. <laughs> I was looking up these people and they all look like they maybe aged like a couple months since the show ended. It's yeah. insane. It's insane how much Ryder Strong looks exactly the same yeah. in his 30s. Yeah. It's insanity. I want whatever um, they have. So where can people go and check out the the new single? And then I've got I just realized you're the first like brand new guest of season two. So I do have a question for you after that. Okay, yeah. Um, so the new music, um, the songs we're putting out, the album, all of that stuff will be um, available on our website, cassettesforever.com. Um, there'll also be some pre-orders up for vinyl, um, you know, some new merch and stuff that's going to go along with all that also be streaming anywhere that you can stream music so spotify um apple music google play whatever your you know choices hit it up there um itunes it'll be everywhere um and yeah we're super excited about the album it sounds awesome um we're really 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 proud of it and we hope people like it and then uh anyone who's in the philly area we're going to be doing a record release show in january as well so keep your ears out for that Sweet. Uh, so my last question for you is, what is your biggest like Boy Meets World memory? What is, what's what's your history with the show um, and maybe even like a favorite moment or favorite episode? This is one of my favorite episodes um, for sure. Um, let me think. I don't I don't know if there's like a specific moment that I, w- I would say is a favorite. I think something that's interesting about the show is how how many seasons was it on? Like 10? Seven. 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 It seems like it was on longer, but it was so consistently good for that entire time. There wasn't really any point where I feel like it fell off, which happens with a lot of shows. And it kind of changed a lot. Oh, you know what? That's one. One favorite episode is forget what it's called. It's where Eric... Um, there's the, the girl playing acoustic guitar at Chubby's or no, is she playing at Chubby's? Whatever. The girl who's playing the acoustic guitar and then she starts writing mean songs about Eric. I think that is a yes. really, uh, hilarious episode. Um, yeah. She has like a whole Alanis Morissette storyline yeah. almost. Yeah. That's another good one too. Um, ooh, <laughs> the cult episode. That is another favorite. If you ever have me back on, I would love to do the cult episode. Um, oh, that episode's so. That's like a heavy ass episode. So too. heavy. Oh my god. <laughs> and I feel like the end of it doesn't. Um, what's his name? Why am I blanking on his name? The teacher. Uh, it's Turner or Turner. Feeney. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Turner. He gets in a motorcycle accident, and I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like after that episode, he's not on the show anymore. Yeah, he's not. So here's the quick, the, like. They basically just make it seem like Mr. Turner's dead. Like, he's in a motorcycle accident. You never see him again. He's referenced once in, like, the graduation episode when Minkus comes back. Yeah. And they're like, Minkus, we haven't seen you in forever. And he goes, well, I was on the other side of the hallway. And then they all wave and go, hey, Mr. Turner. And then he doesn't come back again until Girl Meets World, where he's, like, the superintendent of the school. And you're like, okay, cool. He's alive. (laughs) Because I've been worried for the last 15 years. 
Yeah, those are some of my uh, my favorite moments. Definitely, like, good show. Always looked forward to, you know, seeing new episodes of it when it was on and binging it on the Disney Channel um, over the years. Yeah, well, I will definitely have you on for the uh, Mr. Turner Almost Dies episode. Uh, yeah, one of the most depressing, heavy episodes of Boy Meets World, usually the ones that people don't want to do. So I'm, I appreciate you volunteering in tribute. I am all in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go check out cassettes and enjoy the new single in just a couple weeks. Greetings from the Fiesta Room. My name is Jojo Man and this is Brother B. Are you ready to party? You with the mustache. What's your name? George Feeney. Feeney, 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 Banana, Banana, Feeney, 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 Feeney,